Yes, this is David West here with the Kind of Epic Show. I am testing out this audio recorder for use at Indiana Comic Con. I'm here with Gabriel Canada, who's now going to speak into the microphone. It's a pleasure talking to you, David. Uh, it's been many, many a long year that's led to this particular moment. Now, you actually got complimented on your voice acting earlier today from a voice actor. How did that make you feel? That that is actually a very emotional moment for me. I I am getting choked up a little bit right now as you're as you're relaying it because uh, as somebody I admired growing up, it was the voice of Brock from Pokemon. How cool is that? That's pretty cool, isn't it? I I agree. Um, have you ever considered pursuing that? Yeah, do you know the part of what it is is I'd have to move. I'd have to get down to where they do the recordings. It seems to be primarily based out of Dallas. Los Angeles and New York, and those are lovely places. The problem is, living in Indiana, it's like living in a third world nation compared to those places. Well, to be fair, uh, you don't actually have to be there in person to record your voice, Gabe. (laughs) Um, Like he was talking about, just make a a demo and send it places. Make a very well-produced demo, so use somebody that's not me to produce it, and you you might actually have something there. Well, are you are you saying you don't have very good production skills, David West? Well, I'd go to somebody who actually produces music uh, or something similar. That that's their chosen profession to do it. That would make sense. So yes, I that would be really lovely. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, when you hear that from a professional voice actor, it does actually seem like something I should probably do. I agree, but I am going to end this uh, test here. I might use this in the episode, guys. Really? Yeah, I might. I might. You had some nice work there. All right, well, end test. again and see if it's going to be there hey look it looks like i got signal on both channels this time how about that technology i know right when it doesn't work it's a pain in the ass way it does we're happy yes yeah, we're pretty happy so far i think this has been an interesting couple of weeks yeah it has you know we never got any feedback from our listeners if they liked having three episodes a week Th- those questions we never got feedback from we got fe- plenty of feedback from all the original or all the episodes do you know how many fo- uh, additional followers we got on Twitter uh-uh. over 50 oh nice and the that's the span of the last three weeks so since the convention that met, is indeed a plus yeah that's an addition in numbers I like that I so like normally I would be like Pull out my cell phone and attempt to give you. Well, unless it was going to cause terrible interference, I would try yeah, and give you like, like a breakdown of the amount of people that that were that had joined us. But it's like it's roughly fifty. I mean, a, a few neat things that I'd like to call out from today, even. Yeah. Um, is that the creator of the Bravest Warriors, who with Pendleton Ward, uh, the director and writer for that, actually uh, favorited one of our cosplay photos of uh, of a Bravest Warrior cosplay. I thought that was kind of cool. And um, uh, when we had the uh, a couple of uh, some of the com- some additional comics creators at Boom had been really cool and reached out to us via Twitter, thanking us for the coverage. And oh, very nice! I thought those um, generally just some really nice feedback. I mean, I don't have anything in particular to read off because I, I don't have 
the phone out. But yeah, generally really good stuff. I was have the the fans have been really nice. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad. Yeah. So yeah, people, let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know what you guys want. Because if you tell us, if you don't tell us to stop, we're just gonna keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> well, use your ear holes. Granted, we're recording this on Friday, May thirtieth, which we never post episodes on Fridays. Normally. Except for the last two weeks. Except for the yeah. past two weeks. Well, I didn't really promote the Godzilla thing until Monday because I didn't realize you'd posted it until like early Saturday morning, and I'm like, well, crap. Well, you knew it was going up. I knew babe. it was going up, but I didn't get the notification in my inbox that it had been uploaded. We actually haven't late. been getting those. I don't know why. You haven't. No, I still I get them. I get the Stitcher one. I get an email from Stitcher. Which, by the way, if you if you have a pen, uh, if you have uh, don't have iTunes on your phone, really recommend downloading Stitcher and TuneIn, where we're both available. Although sometimes we get we get uh, RSS issues on TuneIn, so why I always is, recommend Stitcher. Why is there a hammer over here? I don't know. You we're fixing things. Me fix things. It has something jammed in the. Well, Sorry. maybe you should put that away in case uh, one of your family members had used that for something nefarious. Who knows? <laughs> you just have audio evidence. Oh well. <laughs> you just incriminated your family. Sorry, David West. Sorry. What were we talking about? We were talking about the popcorn content. So we okay. just okay. presumably everyone will have just heard our interview with um, really accomplished voice actor, director, and musician Eric Stewart. No, no, this is before that. They this will is be here. That? Yeah. Oh, you're not going to use the test thing. We recorded a little test thing I did. Earlier. I did. I, I did the test, played the music, and now we're talking about what we've been up to. Oh. Yes. So that's going to go after. After. Yeah. We, 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 did, we did the time warp again, David. No. I knew what I was doing. Well, I, I didn't know what we were doing. Neither does the listeners. <laughs> They're probably super confused right now. Well, I didn't mean to confuse you all, but um, we're, we're a little hyped up because we had a really good day. Um, we had some unexpected content that we were really quite happy about, um, which you don't get to hear today. We're gonna we're doing a little bit of a tease, but we're gonna have a special Game of Thrones episode. It looks like with an introduction from two cast members, uh, one of which um, I'm gonna spoil it. You've here. seen his penis. You've seen you have done that. Well, actually, you've seen both of them naked. Yes. They've both have. done full frontal, so yes, you're going have. to be very intimately familiar with both Esme Bianco and Christian Nairn, uh, who plays Hodor and Ross, respectively. So, really excited about that. Yes, but don't get too excited, because they're not interviews. They're, they're not just, interviews, they're but they're introductions. introductions. They're, they're introductions for the, the podcast, so they make a nice book, and Hodor's is really funny. Yes. Um, as it, And... Christian's is, is or well, he is Christian. I yeah. mean, Esme's is also just really lovely. She has a lovely voice. She's also a burlesque performer, and hopefully is going to be able to catch um, a burlesque performance while she's here in Indy. She said her friend actually had just done a uh, performance for the 500. Yeah. So I like that that she had a connection to the community here, and yeah, I love nice. I love that we get a kind of little tiny plug at least when we talk about the the show. Um, I bet you weren't recording during that. That would have been nice. Yeah, I got about 30 seconds, but I didn't. It felt intrusive to not record when she hadn't given us permission yet. Right? (laughs) We're not jerks. That's the thing we like to show on our podcast. Like, Christian was actually impressed because he's a fellow podcaster. And one of the things he talked about immediately is like, how how did you guys get these people? Do do they owe you a blood debt? (laughs) It's actually something he said. I thought that was nice. So he he was rather complimentary and very kind. And we can't recommend their, their work enough. So that's something to look forward to. And today we actually have a series of uh, five interviews that we're going to present to you um, in our coverage of PopCon. Wait, five? I thought we were going to wait for one. We still um, have five besides him? Besides Eric? No, before his, uh, uh, yeah, besides Eric. Um, we have one, two, 
three, four besides Eric. Okay. So if you want to do Eric tomorrow, that's yeah, fine. we'll do Eric tomorrow. So yeah, we have um, bearing the lead again uh, tomorrow. You'll be listening to an interview with the voice of Brock. The voice of Kaiba and the voice of uh, James and Squirtle from uh, from uh, the Pokemans. Squirtle. And also, I mean, he he also is a very very cool sound effect from the show that we won't yeah. reveal until you listen yeah, to the interview. That'll be fun. Um, but today we actually have some really cool content too. I mean, I guess if we're gonna start, yeah, just start with uh, just give me one to go with. And I'll I, put it in. I would go ahead and start with the colorist for IDW, colorist extraordinaire Rhonda Pattison. But okay. no, we are here with, uh, I believe, Rhonda Patterson. You have yes. a very nice sign that tells me your name. Well, thank you. Most most people are not that congenial. They don't just want to advertise, like, oh, hello. Well, I'm too lazy to answer 5,000 times a day what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it says you are a professional comic book colorist. So that, yes, is, so that is a good indication. And <laughs> the thing that drew me over here to your table at, at PopCon um, is that you have both Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Godzilla. Yes. I have to ask you, what is your fascination with giant anthropomorphized lizards? <laughs> well, I chose to be uh, part of Turtles, and they were kind enough to let me. Um, Godzilla was offered to me, so it's just a coincidence. <laughs> but, you know, it's all... There's not, a, there's not a pattern that we should be... There's not a pattern so far, unless I get, you know, like a Killer Croc book or something, then maybe we can make that happen. I think you're but... going to get typecast as a colorist <laughs> now, because they're like, listen, your work with the scales was fantastic. I'm really good with green. <laughs> we need you for Batman Eternal. He's, he's surprising that he's going to be the villain at the end. But no, um... I'm okay with that. Actually, that's a good thing. Come on, do it. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to talk, if you, if you can, in, in general, about um, about your work as a voters. Where, where did you get started? Oh, I started about 15 years ago um, in the late 90s at a digital coloring studio. Um, that sort of approach has kind of fallen out of favor for individuals. And I went, did that for five years, kind of learned all the basics, and got the experience to start freelancing and from there I was lucky enough to get work with almost every major publisher out there over the years. So, uh, right now I work primarily for IDW on Ninja Turtles, Godzilla, the Max and whatever else they're kind enough to throw my way. Now are you primarily, I mean obviously primarily focused on like coloring, is there anything that we should be looking out for in terms of, of your, your own art or something that you'd be interested in working on? Uh, yes, well I actually um, have a side project called R Squared Studios with my uh, friend and business partner Brian Rowe and we have self-published a few books so far. Um, Eva Starling, which is our science fiction action adventure. We have Zombie Plague, uh, a horror <laughs> title, and it also has a companion game and line of miniatures that goes with it. And we hope to expand on those properties. When facing down a zombie horde with tiny plastic figurines, how does, how does one fare? You rolled a good, a good hand, I guess. Roll, roll for success. Exactly. If you get 20, you get to live in the zombie apocalypse. See, I'd never hear that in the survival kits. Nobody's like, you need to bring your D20. It's going to be a long apocalypse. So what, um, can, we, can we talk a little bit about, obviously, big, uh, big excitement around, around Godzilla um, companies. Is this uh, currently being published, the, the Godzilla one? Are you, are you still on Godzilla? I am not. I left it about, well, earlier this year. Um, so I, I was on it for, I guess, two years through a couple of different series, uh, Kingdom of Monsters and 
another title, just plainly titled Godzilla through 2013, but I stepped away at the beginning of this year when they went on to yeah. uh, their third incarnation. Which... That's a very specific title, Godzilla <laughs> through 2013. <laughs> They're running out of options. <laughs> I guess, I mean, one, one of the things I would ask about, about that, because I'm a big uh, kind of kaiju fan or a Godzilla sure. fan, um, and, and the comics are interesting. They've had so many different properties, I mean, been different different companies own them, different characters kind of get interspersed. Like, you know, when Marvel had it, Dum Dum Dugan was fighting Godzilla, <laughs> for instance. Yes, but yes, no, it's like, well, I mean, is there, any, is there ever any interesting crossover where, like, another IDW character pops up in the universe for a bit? Yeah, IDW is big on crossovers, but so far I don't think they've uh, they've brought Godzilla into any other worlds. Though Godzilla and Turtles would be pretty cool. Like he wouldn't yeah. fit in the sewer, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know if you're aware. It's a labyrinth in New York. It's a lot of poop. It's you got eight million people. It could not be worse than than uh, than a giant tuna eating lizard hiding out in the sewer. I mean, we've seen it happen. You know, actually, I will say that is one of the biggest knocks on the 1998 film. If he had been a fan of pizza instead, it would have totally justified <laughs> why he had to swim through the Panama Canal to go to New York instead there of Los go. Angeles. <laughs> well, gosh, I mean, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Well, I want to see, much. where can people find you online? Ah, uh, well, you can find me on the usual social media, Facebook and Twitter, and also rsquaredcomics.com. And then, uh, last but not least, uh, our show is called Kind of Epic. Okay. And so we do two things here. I want to see first, tell us something epic that people do not know about you. What makes you an epic person? Oh, man. I think this is an appropriate <laughs> question for somebody who draws giant lizards for a living. I will think of something tremendously cool to say five minutes after you leave. <laughs> I'm, t I'm using oh, that. Oh, <laughs> That's what makes you epic. I'll have an answer five minutes from now. <laughs> And then uh, the truly last thing is, um, you would mind say doing a quick outro for us, or a quick intro. Sure. Uh, and that's just uh, me being quiet <laughs> and having you go ahead and introduce yourself. So you say, hi, I'm Rhonda Patterson, um, colorist for Godzilla, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and The Max. And you're listening to Kind Epic Show. Kind of Epic Show? You got it. Okay. Hi, this is Rhonda Patterson, comic colorist for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Godzilla and the Max, and you're listening to The Kind of Epic Show. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. We're back. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun with that. I wasn't terribly familiar with uh, the work at first, but it was a really compelling booth. I love that about conventions, discovering people. Because yeah, you don't always get a lot of attention for being the colorist. Yeah, you know I mean? that's what I was about to say. I, I never really pay attention to the colorist, except when I don't like them. Like if I'm <laughs> reading a book and I'm just like, ugh. So I see, I mean, I, I love that about conventions, to go up there and then you're like, oh, well, I happen to like Godzilla, I happen to like the Ninja Turtles, yeah. and I happen to like... Um, I, I happen to like all the, the art style that was there, and I was just like, oh, do you actually do this? And usually you, you ask that at a convention, and it's like, oh, no, we're just selling these. Yeah. <laughs> but no, when it's the artist, it's lovely to like, get a chance to interact with Usually them. the only time I pay attention to colorists is when they're with uh, an artist they usually work with, because they, they're they usually paired with, a, like, one artist, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, just because they become such a, a duo, you know, where... Yeah. Uh, the penciler. Well, how often do you do you deal with? Yeah, like think about the penciler or the the letterer either, yeah, or, an inker, or the or the editor yeah. or the ink. Well, I mean, some of the inkers are are, are sometimes more yeah. are, are more famous than some of the artists yeah. that they work with. Yeah, very like true. who's that guy at um, 
I'm trying to remember, um, I think it might have been Brian Johnson who was at C2E2. There was somebody who I looked at this stuff and I'm just like, God, that is amazing. <laughs> and you're like, man, he ha you have to give him like 80% of the credit for that book. Yeah. Name uh, on the front cover. You, you know, I'm off topic here. Um, you know that guy that's been at all the conventions recently that does the, the pencils? The big, awesome pencil uh Name drawings. doesn't come to mind, but our face comes to mind yeah. for that guy. Yeah, and his work comes to mind where he does yeah. the awesome stuff. I overheard him talking today, and uh, he, he, someone asked him. They were like, "Man, your your art teacher must have been like super impressed." He's like, "Actually, they hated me. They hated, <laughs> they hated everything I did." Who? What's his name? I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to. Sometimes we'll add these to the the comment section. So we'll do something. Yeah. We'll give you some bibliography for today. We'll have links to everybody. Yeah, I, I, have, I have no idea who what his name is. He's Hopefully, we'll bump into him tomorrow. So yeah. that might be something to look forward to for tomorrow's coverage as well. Yeah. Um, on the on a tangent, slight tangent here. Um, yeah. Another person that we're having on the show talking about unsung because we just talked about letterist being yeah. unsung as well. Because like, when's the last time you opened the cover and you're like, I really appreciated that letterist. Right. The the Darren Bennett. I met him at C two E two. Um, super psyched to come on the show. He actually won an Eisner for his work on a Tale of Sand oh, for wow. his lettering, and damn, did he deserve it. Well, um, do you remember they actually yeah. used Jim Henson's handwriting? He yeah. actually copied Jim Henson's handwriting and designed a digital font for That's the guys awesome. to use, and also like the blam pow. I mean, all those effects and everything. And he just he he's done some breakdowns like I watched on on his social media feed where he's just talking about like 180 characters looks this big on a page if you're not careful. Yeah. And I'm like, oh fuck, you would not be able to read any comics. Uh oh. David's getting a text alert for the Pacers, and I don't want to know about it. Oh. Let's just say that we won't be having the Miller Time guys on. We won't need to have them on for an episode to talk about 24, the finals. Twenty-four thirteen at the end of the first. Yeah. They can pull it out, but they can. man, they can. Sorry for the non sequitur, guys. I know we're nerds, but we're also nerds that like sports on occasion. Yeah, especially when they're in Indiana, because I mean, forty-nine states—it's basketball, but this is Indiana, and exactly. so we're kind of—it's mandatory for us to like it. It's not mandatory. I know a lot of people that don't, but well, I—I I bleed blue and gold. I just want us to win. It's like, how, how can you be Indiana and not have a basketball championship? Forgive us for all these tangents, guys. Yeah. but we're the kind of epic show you've gotten used to them over the years hopefully <laughs> well gosh i mean years I, yeah how weird is that well it's fun to say i yeah. mean since 2012 but yeah darren darren is super psyched to come on the show i'm super psyched to have him i think we'll have him on in the next two weeks uh, we've already we're getting the interview scheduled very nice um so um i guess i want to introduce the the next um person here and i don't know who do we want to save i think i will go ahead and skip to Let's go to David. Let's go to David, David Yoder. Because this is another local. We were talking about unsung people there, and I think it's awesome to whenever we get a chance to talk to local creators. Yeah. For me, this one's a little bit awkward because my community knowledge is not where it should be. I'm not a human being as much as David over here. Speaking of which, uh, Sony Television, which produced Community. In talks with Netflix. No, and Hulu. Hulu. In talks with Hulu for a six season, or six season. So fingers crossed. I'd be happy even if it was like a mini series. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a three episode thing. Yeah, I agree because that's still a season, and because they were three shy of a hundred. I know. Just because you feel like if that... you get to a hundred and then you get the movie. Yeah. Because you, know? I, you get syndication as yeah. well at the hundred. Yeah. Well, no, they're already in. Syndication. Well, five seasons generally is the syndication thing, but having that hundred. Yeah, they were in syndication helps. before the season. I'm just saying, I want there to be more episodes of Community than there are kind of epic show at this point. Oh, yeah, well, 
There's not. So, <laughs> yeah. so we need them to prove another yeah, season. Just, just give me three episodes of Community, get it to a hundred, and then kickstart that movie. Yeah. That's all you have Veronica to do. Mars did it. Hell, kickstart the three episodes to get to a hundred, <laughs> and then kickstart the movie. So yeah, we're really we're excited there. to have this guy. He did his his uh, take on what season four might be because Dan Harmon was not in it. So if you choose to believe in the uh, the uh, reality of Community, maybe uh, somebody rolled the dice a little bit differently, and this is one of the multiverses. Is his comic? So uh, with that, go ahead and press the space bar, David. All right. <laughs> um, we are here with uh, David Yoder at... I didn't cheat and look at your comics, sir, I promise. No, we are here That's with right. David Yoder at Indie PopCon, um, and um, we wanted to talk to you kind of briefly here about what I see is a very funny uh, community fan comic that, that you published this year. Well, it's actually a couple years old. Um, I did it before season four aired, um, where they had the big switchover of the showrunners and everything. Um, it was kind of just my fan reaction to um, the creator of the show getting fired from his own show and caring about the show a lot. Um, So in my comic, it's imagining the first episode for that fourth season, what it would be like, like all the possible ways it could go wrong. And then um, the creator of the show also shows up as this godlike figure to Abed and kind of gives him guidance on um, what what he should be doing. (laughs) Now, is Abed a claymation figure at the time? No, um, it's more just that it's supposed to be a comic book. That's the big reveal at the end. It's like, oh, he realizes he was in a comic this whole time. True fact. Uh, the This comic is actually part of the uh, one of the multiverses. If you, if, you roll, if you roll the dice the wrong way, you end up in a comic book. It's a, it's a true story. I guess that could happen, yeah. <laughs> So what I mean, what was um, your reaction to, to to Dan Harmon coming back to the show? Then did you enjoy the the last season of the show? Which, well, I mean, temporarily the last season. We'll see. Yeah, no, I it was definitely a big improvement. Um, I, I'm still a pretty huge fan. I don't know if I'll go to the lengths of making another comic about it, but um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And maybe fingers crossed, we'll get another season. But don't know. So. Now, how long were you on hiatus from life while doing your comic? Because that has to be the natural state for uh, for any community-related products, I think. Well, yeah, I did it in between, like I said, the, the third and fourth seasons. So it was just while waiting to see what that show was going to be like. And my mind was spinning of, okay, how bad could this be? So I have, uh, like, David Spade shows up as the new dean for the school. Um mainly playing off the fact that the showrunners for the fourth season were also working on Just Shoot Me and that sort of thing. I think that may have been the sentiment that, that they had on the show. Like, is it is it going to go out this way? Really? Really? Yeah, so at least we got an actually good season for season five. Um, if that ends up being the last season, I think that's, that's fine. I enjoyed it a lot, and I'll, I'll look forward to future episodes if there are some somehow on Hulu or whatever, but um, it, it's been definitely an enjoyable show. Okay, you've got, you've got a minute here. Give me your elevator pitch for your community, your vision of a community film. For my what? Sorry? So your vision of a community film, because we, if we get five seasons and maybe a movie, I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. What's, what's your pitch for the movie? Oh, geez, I didn't have a pitch. Um, I guess... 
definitely seems like they'd have to do something with um, the other college that they are always competing with, maybe, and have it just be an epic battle or something like they do with the paintball episodes. Those are always enjoyable. Um, maybe just play on the trope of like movies, like they've done different genres, so it could just be, you know, playing on what a movie has to be, since the TV show is about what a TV show has to be. It's very meta and like self-aware. So. I say there should be at least two giant blizzards, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh. All right, well, before the end uh, here, I just want to see if you can give a quick uh, shout-out here to, uh, to let people know where to find you online and what other stuff you're working on. Sure. Um, my website is davidyoderisawesome.com, um, and I've got the community comic for sale on there, I believe, and also several other comics that I've done. Um, currently, I've been doing a series of watercolor pop culture uh, figures that um, the paintings are $20 each, or um, I've made a collection of the paintings I've done so far that's for $5. Well, thank you so much for, for your time. Um, the last thing, if you can do a quick throw to for us, um, just, uh, just say, I'm David Yoder, and you've been listening to Kind of Epic Show. I'm David Yoder, and you've been listening to Kind of Epic Show. All right, thank you so much. And then the last thing is, uh, tell us something epic about yourself. So what makes you kind of epic? Uh, I'm kind of epic because I took on the idea of having my website be davidyoderisawesome.com, I guess. Um, mainly because davidyoder.com was a realtor, so I had to be more epic. <laughs> thank you so much. Hope you have a great show. <laughs> thank you. I am now, Gabriel. I'm recording now. As soon as they can hear me crack open this... Popcorn Pilsner by Sun King Brewing. Oh, I see. We should get product placement for that, considering one of our friends works there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a picture. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet this <laughs> oh right now. I always feel like I, my parents are gonna get the wrong impression that we're always inebriated while recording. I think our listeners have gotten that impression already. I hope they've gotten that impression. Might be an accurate impression. I guess that makes me the designated podcaster. No, that's my job. <laughs> we do drink a lot while we record. Yeah. So, I mean... It's as long as you don't drink while you edit. <laughs> well, not that it would matter, because, I mean, we've all listened to my editing. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> up to happier notes, I think. Oh. Although maybe that was a Fuji note I did. Um, if you're, if you guys listen to this tonight and want something to do tomorrow, go to Indie PopCon, because we've kind of buried that. They don't know where we're at. This is the first time we've mentioned Indie PopCon. I swear that we said it in the lead, but we didn't talk about it very much. We talked about where the interviews came from, but we also had a couple of other things that we were talking about as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is our coverage for Indie PopCon, and it's going to continue here. Uh, this one is a little bit more serious, this next one. Um, because they're a charity, essentially, um, or art for charity, I should say. Um, the show itself, or the um, the webcomic itself, is not up yet, but they're documenting the entire process. I was really impressed by the art style, personally, as a fan of, of the manga aesthetic. I think that they've really got it down without being too bogged down by it. Um, which a, a lot of English, uh, a lot of Western artists kind of do. They're just like, I must draw everything super serial anime style. We're super fighting giant happy robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not, that doesn't translate as well. I mean, because it's, it's inherently inauthentic. And so his story is set um, in Th it's set in Thailand and Jamaica, and it focuses on um, homeless children. Um, and it's actually through the story talking about 
um, their at-risk youth and talking about um, charities and, and different, um, different organizations that are out there to help, like the Hand to Feet Project, uh, which I believe is in Thailand. And then he also mentions um, another, another group that's in Nashville, Tennessee, and a group that's in Jamaica. Uh, in Kingston, Jamaica, where the, the book is set. And so it's a way, that I really enjoy the fact that it's a way that nerds, especially anime fans, can actually give back to something that's really important to the global community, which is helping helping children. And I don't think that there's really many charities that are going to be inherently better than that. Because obviously without, without a firm foundation, without a home, without a good start, then there's not much uh, chance for you in, in life. And so I don't think there's a, a better investment than you can make in children. If Andrew were here, he'd probably say that Lance Stevenson is for the children. So I'm doing that. I hope plug so. For, I'm doing that plug for Andrew. <laughs> I hope so. But yeah, uh, without further ado, um, if you want to hit the space bar, um, you're going to listen to Jason Moody talk about uh, his project, which is Iota Soul. And my tweet is sending now. Cool. And. To double tap for the recording to start. <laughs> so um, we are here at Indie PopCon, and I am speaking with one of the creators of a new motion webcomic um, for um, uh, out of Columbus, Ohio, and it is called Iota Soul. I'm just wondering if you can tell us um, essentially just the story here. Give us the kind of the elevator pitch for for your your comic. Absolutely. Iota uh, Soul is kind of birthed out of a passion for anime. Uh, and also uh, abandoned children and orphans. And um, through that, we decided to use creative media to kind of tell their stories, um, tell their situations and life struggles through creative storytelling. And so we created characters that emulate real-life stories of different orphans from different places in the world. And then we kind of show their struggles. And, of course, we throw in some really fantasy elements as it goes along. We kind of start out rooted in realism, and then we kind of go into some... There's a deeper plot with a evil company that's stealing kids, you know, stealing orphans to do experiments on, the kids get powers, and then they have to fight back, but their roots come from realistic situations, and, and, and we've done a lot of research in uh, the Buffalo Girls in Thailand and the Street Boys in Jamaica, and we're taking their stories and kind of putting it in this, in this uh, motion anime that's going to be on iPads and, and Androids and all, on the web and all different places. Now, is this to support some kind of foundation then, or any type of, uh, of charity that's associated with, um, uh, with at-risk youth or with, uh, with uh, as you say, kind of street children at the moment, people who are, who are orphaned? Um, yeah, definitely. We're partnered with a few different organizations. Um, I believe uh, we're, we've contacted uh, Worldwide Orphan, uh, Hands and Feet Project uh, out of Nashville, um, and a few other various organizations that we've been talking to people from them and working with them and they have we have their support uh, and then on top of that we're also through the actual manga we're going to be sh putting people in contact with organizations and foundations that they can support they can partner with so when you read somebody's story and you connect with it your heart goes out to them in the story we're going to be showing you how to partner with foundations that that are, are that are similar so why I'm seeing some of the the art here? What is this guy doing with a cricket bat? <laughs> so uh, that's Sanka, and he's a street boy from Jamaica, and, and cricket's a pretty popular sport in Jamaica. So he he you know as in as in his youth he played cricket, and then um, as he becomes a street boy, he does some things that he doesn't really 
um, that he regrets, and so he feels like he has sins, and so every time he does a sin, he puts on a piece of tape that says the sin that he's, that he's done. And then he feels like he has to make up for those sins by doing good, but every time he does good, sometimes he has to do bad to do good, and so he'll take a piece of tape off and then put another piece of tape on. You know, two more on every sin that he amends, he maybe commits two more sins, and so it's back and forth in this kind of struggle in his life to do the right thing. I'm fairly impressed with the art here. So is this Thank all you. like digital? Um, I mean, it looks like uh, a lot of digital uh, print work here. Is that uh, the case? Or like, who's, who's the artist on the project? Yeah, I'm the artist. Uh, I'm an animator, so I come from an animation background. So we wanted to combine those two elements using digital media. Um, I use a program called Manga Studio to do a lot of the actual line art. And then I'll color it in Photoshop, and then I'll use Flash and After Effects to animate it and kind of make it interactive. Um, when uh, when can people pick up the, the story? When uh, is it already out there? Or when, when should people anticipate uh, getting a chance to, to view Yoda's Soul? Yeah. Uh, right now, you can go and check out um, the, the creation. We're putting everything up on iotasoul.com. Um, and we have Twitter slash Iota Soul and Facebook slash Iota Soul, and we're just putting everything that we do out there. The first issue is going to be released in September, and we have Johnny Young Bosch voicing some characters, and we have uh, Vic Magnolia voicing some characters. I'm, I always struggle with his last name. <coughs> he's actually He's actually McConaughey. He's, he just wants to keep it on the down low. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and then uh, Tiffany Grant and a few other voiceover actors that are graciously giving us some voice work to really make this something that is going to reach the masses and build awareness and hopefully take people that don't usually come in contact with organizations that work with orphans and be able to see their stories and their plight. All right, well, thank you so much for your time. Um, we just do two quick things here uh, because the show is actually called Kind of Epic Show. Um, and we um, first want to ask you, so tell us something that makes you kind of epic. Why are, why are you a kind of epic person? Okay, okay, let me think about this. Um, I was born in Ohio. I lived in Alaska. From Alaska, I went to Colorado, right on Pikes Peak, and uh, back to Ohio, where I, that's where I ended up finding what I do, what my passion. So I had to travel all around just to get back to Ohio to discover this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So you're saying what's epic about you is that you managed to escape Ohio, but then were lured back by creative media. So sad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's okay. It could be worse. It could be Indiana. I'm not knocking you, Indiana <laughs> listeners. I'm a Hoosier. I'm just saying we're really flat. There's no topography. That is true. Uh, we we kind of... Ohio's not real hilly but there's a noticeable difference when we cross that straight line that state line we were like mm. i don't normally knock indiana i love everybody in india Shh, it's okay it's okay we'll edit this part out <laughs> but anyway thank you so much for your time you. truly the last thing is um what we call our throw to our stinger either at the end or the beginning of uh of an interview and that's just to have you introduce yourself so you can say hi i am name i did not get during interview <laughs> and uh you i'm the creator of iota soul and you're listening to kind of epic show bad interview host <laughs> this this is this is true this is i'll fess up to it this time my name is jason moody um and 
that, and I didn't quite catch what you wanted me to do. So uh, you would say, hi, I'm Jason Moody, the creator of Iota Soul, and you're listening to Kind of Epic Show. Okay. Hi, I'm Jason Moody, creator of Iota Soul, and you're listening, and you're listening to Kind of Epic Show. Okay. Hi, I'm Jason Moody, creator of Ido Soul, and you're listening to Kind of Epic Show. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, man. And we're back. I hope you like that. I mean, it's slightly more serious in tone. I mean, a little bit funny in the end because I forgot the guy's name since he didn't have it written down anywhere. <laughs> he didn't actually introduce himself. He's just like, yeah, I'm totally cool with promoting this. And then he got, we got into it, and he never really bothered to introduce himself he really wanted to talk about the project which kind of i think is a good thing as a creator this inherently shows that it's not an egotistical thing he's doing this for a good reason um he's got an artistic bent and wants to use that artistic bent to benefit kids so more power to him i really hope this is successful nice nice very nice kind of curious like what was there anything that you saw at the con today that you thought was interesting kind of like that I mean, i've never seen a tumbler <laughs> you've never seen a tumbler before it was big it, of course it's big it was a lot larger than i thought it was going to be because <laughs> you see it's all it's like a tank it is a tank yeah yeah of course it's big well, I was I, I guess I kind of think of it in the scale of like the 90s or the 60s Batmobiles. Which was just right cars. next to it. They're just cars, but that is big. That was big. That was I got to say, big. you know it's an Indianapolis con because it's the week after the 500 and there are four there are four cars. I mean, one of them which four. walks around. I'm kind of uh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. The fact that they have a professional Bumblebee cosplayer, which he was really cool. We're going to get some yeah. photos and video of him tomorrow, absolutely. Yeah. He's with State Farm, which I find funny. <laughs> so yeah, it's actually like State Farm being a, uh, having a booth also is indicative yeah. of the fact that this is an Indianapolis con. Also, just to throw it out, if you guys are there this weekend, go check out Nerd Management's booth. Yeah, really happy to promote um, our, our friends there. Nerd Management is right next to the person who will be our next interview, actually. Um, um, they are right next to Bad Luck Brian. Yeah, uh, we might be having some uh, dual content coming out with them this weekend if they... They want to do some some stuff together tomorrow. Oh, so. do they want us to record together tomorrow? Yeah. Well, not I don't not necessarily record, but they have some interviews that they might be happy for us to be there and get video content oh. for their audio content. Do you know what? That's a that's a that's a good partnership. Yeah. There. Yeah. So some uh, joint coverage might be happening tomorrow with us and our friends at Nerd Management. So yeah. So that's uh, hop by stuff. their booth, subscribe to them. They're great guys. They really are. Yeah, we're so. happy to give them a plug. Um, and I, like I said, they are right next to um, to the, our, our next interview. So you guys are going to be familiar with this because this is our first interview with an Internet meme. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, explain to people what memes are, just in, just in case they don't know how to use the Internet. Um, well, if you haven't visited the internet before, um, it's also known as the World Wide Web. Yes. Um, sometimes the information superhighway. It's full of tubes of cats and dogs. Well, no, no, no. It's not full of tubes. The internet is a series. Oh. It's a series of tubes okay. that you throw cats in, and then they become. They make okay. adorable videos while they're in there. Okay. I learned so this. So that's how it works. So that's how the internet works. And then on the internet, sometimes these cats will form a person, like Brian. Mm. They'll actually, they've been in there long enough that they have like this gestation period, and then a funny person will appear. 
So like Grumpy Cat turns into somebody. Oh yeah, I think I think it's it's Ron it's an, Swanson. It's an evolution. Yeah, Grumpy Cat is the cat version of Ron Swanson. He's just he's just the 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 highly evolved form. You understand? Grumpy like, Cat is a Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. You use like a like a moonstone. I want to say, and then <laughs> Ron, then Grumpy Cat becomes Ron Swanson. Oh, it's a it's a evolution. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so that I believe is roughly how internet memes are created. Isn't that just how the internet works in general? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Huh. I know. I always get lost on the internet. It's it really is a snowball. You know, presumably, they will be listening to us on the internet. I had forgotten mm-hmm. that. Maybe. Maybe they are. Maybe they just know how to use iTunes. iTunes is the internet. No, well, it downloads, so they wouldn't be listening to us on the internet. I would consider listening to us on the internet. They got would us be... via the internet. Yeah. Okay. They did get us. They via got the us internet. via the cloud, which I think is also full of kids. Yeah, and nude photos. Mm, you can't get them back. No, you can't. You can't. You can't do that. They're out there forever. Mm-hmm. This is the weirdest intro we've ever done, David. So. Well, I think that's suiting. <laughs> I think that's suiting for our yeah. next guest. He was a cool guy. Just so, like Bad luck, Brian. For a second. Cool guy, really fun guy. Check out his YouTube content and enjoy the interview. I agree. I, oh, I do want to bring up the fact that for some reason, you didn't invite me over with the camera ah, for an internet sensation. I was kicking myself in the butt. I totally forgot. Okay. It was one of those things where I was just trying to get as much stuff as I like, was done. This dude has a YouTube to... channel that could link directly to our ah, interview with him. I'm just, I'm just... I'm hoping that we'll be able to talk to him again tomorrow. I, I had a question mark above my head, like, huh? I was like, a sim? So, yeah, just I just wanted to call you out on that. And the fact that Sylvester McCoy was walking around looking like the sound oh, doctor. I couldn't find him. I know. We were looking for Warner him. Warner ran into him like four times. Mm. It would have been nice. Just to get a selfie with him while he's walking around. <laughs> All right, well, here's Bad Luck Brian. It turns out they're real. They're not like leprechauns. They're a real thing. I'm sorry, leprechaun community, if you actually exist. But for now, I'm saying you're not a real thing. But but bad luck, Brian, is a thing. And so if you wouldn't mind uh, kind of introducing people um, who, who might not be familiar. I think they will be familiar with the image, but I prefer that you kind of explain so that they get an idea of who you are and, and kind of the real person attached to, to the, the identity there. Yeah, like you said, I'm the bad luck, Brian, the face behind the picture, I guess. Uh, the, uh, the meme itself is a uh, picture of a handsome-looking gentleman with some braces, a uh, school picture, and it uh, depicts unfortunate events that happen to them, you know. Everybody's got a little bad luck, and that's what the meme's all about, is uh, bad luck. So, that's what we do. I actually have a friend who's an internet meme, so I'm mildly familiar. She's, um, I don't know how they got this photo or what the circumstances of it were, but it was her, like, doing something with a boyfriend, and she didn't know that it was going to get out on the internet, I don't believe. But it was, she she was in, like, a cosplay type of thing, and she had a thing, and it became, what what did she call herself? It became... Uh, suburban, suburban. <laughs> I feel weird even saying it, but she was on a couple of panels with us last year. But so it was. I understand kind of vaguely what it's like to be a meme because she's uh, how many people, thousands or tens of thousands of people end up sharing or millions of people. But what? How weird is it to not really suddenly have control of yourself as an image? You're just like, oh, I'm that thing now. 
Uh, how does that work? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a little different. You know, I'll get uh, people, friends I went to high school with, you know, post things on my Facebook like, hey, I saw that picture of you here, or I saw it here, you know, and it's always very, uh, very cool to see how far it's reached. And, uh, you know, my family didn't really take it so well when it first came out. You know, <laughs> they were all like, what is a meme? I don't even get it. And, you know, it's not even worth explaining it to them, but... Uh, they weren't too thrilled about the whole thing, but they, everybody thinks I love it. I think it's great, but you know, it's uh, it's different. You know, you definitely you don't have any control. Nothing. You know, people come up and they'll be like, "Hey, yeah, I saw the one you made." And it's like I don't make them all. You know, I make a few here and there, but you know, people make their own. That's the best part about memes are people come up with them and spew them out themselves. And I know you said you'd done VidCon, and I had some experience with that because um, another the only other interaction I've had with a meme, quote unquote was when I worked for Current TV, we did a segment, um, I say we really liberally, <laughs> they, they did a segment where they were in the, the guy who did the Numa Numa video, and so they were in his thing because he was trying to actively take control of his image, and so he did a second music video that he produced, and I think they ended up helping him promote that and, and did an interview with him uh, at, while he was doing it. And so just even like the one image of them and like, hey, this is that guy, and he's got the headphones on, and it got shared a ridiculous amount of stuff. I mean, so... Uh, you, you've done something similar in that you, you now have your own um, YouTube channel. I mean, can you just tell us a little bit about that content and maybe kind of the reaction at, at a place like VidCon? Yeah, I got started um, with Overly Attached Girlfriend, another meme, uh, Lena. She flew me out to L.A. Uh, to shoot a video with her she's been working on for a while. And uh, when I was out there, I was kind of talking to her about what she does for YouTube, and she was telling me, you know, hey, basically sit down and do a video once a week. And, you know, her following, she's got, you know, millions of subscribers and uh and I kind of st started with that after I did a video with her. It was a really good transition. I got a lot of subs right off the bat with it. And uh, I kind of just do sketch comedy because it's funny, you know. And uh, back in high school, I did videos. And so it kind of played in with it, and it was a good fit for me. So, you know, there's so many avenues you can go with being a meme. And I felt like that was appropriate for what I like to do. So so can you talk to us a little bit about the, the sketch comedy? Like, what can people expect to see on the YouTube? Well, uh, yeah, like, I try to keep them short, like the memes themselves, you know, because, you know, you can read a Bad Luck Brian meme in two seconds and laugh, and that's what I was trying to go with with the whole uh, YouTube page myself. And so, like, on my page, I, you know, cut my finger off and get humped by a dog when I drop it on the ground. I uh, get hit by a car. I get arrested. You know, just unfortunate events, so... Uh, they're always a little surprised at the end. I like to do it as a uh, not giving away the ending. So, <laughs> All right. It sounds like you really do have bad luck, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. with those. Um, gosh, I mean, the last thing that we do, we always do kind of a quick stinger for our show, okay. um, which is just to say um, uh, two things. One is because uh, the name of the podcast is The Kind of Epic Show. And so I want to ask, especially since uh, since people unfortunately don't know very much about yourself outside of the, the image, so what makes you kind of epic? What is something epic about yourself? Something epic about myself, other than the fact that I'm internet famous? <laughs> yes, yeah, so something that wouldn't know mm. uh, I'm married. I've been married for the same girl. <laughs> when I took the picture, she was dating me, and then I married her. That is epic, considering she the stayed, reaction online. She stayed with me through the picture. How about that? That's epic. Well, she's epic. We'll see. <laughs> True, I guess. Yes, she thought I was really good looking back then, and I'm even better looking now, so she got a good deal out of it. Epic relationship points. High five. Yes. Thank you so much. And then this is truly the last thing is, like I said, our stinger. Um, what we put, either, we, sometimes we'll put this or we'll put um, just you introducing yourself um, is either the, the front or the end of the interview. Okay. 
And so it's just, hi, I am, and you're listening to Kind of Epic Show. So you're like, you've got it. Hello, this is Bad Luck Brian, and you are listening to Kind of Epic Shows. Or can you say just, I'm sorry, not plural, just Kind of Epic Show. Epic Show. I'm sorry. No, no, my fault. Um, hi, this is Bad Luck Brian, and you are listening to Epic Shows. Oh, no, ki- Kind of Epic Show. Oh, it's okay. Almost every celebrity flubs it. We're, we're going to have a blooper reel eventually. <laughs> you said shows, plural. It's not a huge thing, but I don't want to. I want to make sure that we we get it right for you. <clears throat> hey, this is Bad Luck Brian, and you are listening to Kind of Epic Show. <laughs> That'll work. Thank you. I don't know what to do at this point. Yeah, like, funny voices, maybe. Funny voices sound good, game. Hey. I'm tired. I think we should wrap this up. We were hyped up and then we blew our energy. Yeah, we did like this is like our sixth outro and we just can't get it right. Uh, it's one of those things where we had so much to talk about, but we also don't really want to talk about it. Because yeah. like we were like, hey, let's talk about X Men. Wait, no, we don't want to do that. We have a full. Hey, episode. let's talk about Doctor Who. There's a lot of Doctor Who stuff there. Yeah. We're like, well, the season's a year away, pretty yeah. much. No, August. Well, August is not a like year. Away. A year. How much? Five months. That's a whole summer. Three months. Mm. I don't have a good track of time. I'm not June, a time lord. July, August. Hodor. So maybe two and a half if we're lucky. Ah, thank you for that gift of helping me get my time straightened out there. No problem. Because that feels... Two always, and a half. It always feels... I'm saying it feels like a year. Two and a half months until Doctor, Doctor Who... Doctor Who is torture. Is not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I wish they'd had a chance to do some specials, but it's hard when you have a brand new Doctor. Yeah, you can't really do that. Yeah, it was not. It's not. It's already weird having. I loved. I loved the cameo. I want to take a minute to acknowledge that you were correct. That a cameo from the thirteenth would be appropriate in the fiftieth. It would make it cool. It worked. I know it worked. If they'd done it in another way, I feel like if they'd given him lines, yeah, it might not have worked. But just the, just seeing, <laughs> just seeing that his eyebrows were going to be a thing. Yeah, there were so many memes comparing him to like an owl. Huh. Like fierce owl eyes. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> he was Doctor Who at that point. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk about more of this stuff yeah. later. What we really want to talk about in closing is Indie PopCon and giving it our grades. I mean, I think we're both in agreement yeah, that it, it's it, too early to give a final grade. Yeah. But for our first day, it was a smash out of the park experience. I agree. Tomorrow will be the day on which things could. They could rise to the occasion and blow everybody out of the water, or they could crumble and fall. You know, it really could. So, I mean, the truth of the matter is that this is a different kind of convention. It's homegrown in more ways than one. Yeah, kickstarted. It was kickstarted. There's going to be, there's booths for people that probably, in a weird way, like, I like it, but it's like, in a weird way, just have no purpose for being there like yeah. it's like hey kroger <laughs> yeah kroger's there <laughs> yeah I, I i signed up for kroger's promotion yeah like you said all state state farm is there or whatever but they have bumblebee yeah they have bumblebee, so like people so that's awesome. the thing i like about it is that it's mom and pop in that way yeah like it was cheap enough for a booth that people who were there to fill the space and actually they're promoting and local business partners so things that would not maybe otherwise occur. The fact that Who and A, they were just like, we're going to make you a marquee partner because yeah. you're local, we know to invest in you, and then that's a mistake that Indiana Comic Con, whatever they did, they were just like, you what? You know what? You contacted us too late. We're doing this. Screw you guys. Yeah. And so they, they went with, they knew who the local people were, 
And now we get this cool Doctor Who tour thing. I don't know if yeah. we've talked about that yet. Uh, I don't remember. I don't believe we have. No, uh, but it's basically it's $20 a person, and it's like an hour-long interactive episode, basically. Yeah. You go into this dark room, and there's the TARDIS there, and then you walk into the TARDIS, and you walk into the, the phone booth, and it leads into a full console room. So that's all I know. That's because you can kind of see it if the, you happen to pass by when the doors mm-hmm. are open, and it looks awesome. The I saw the bit I saw was that they had just a little cheesy but also kind of fun thing where you could put your face in like the companion. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be like Donna for a photo. Which yeah. would be I think that would be kind of funny that for be both awesome. of us. For, well, I'll be the doctor and you be Donna. Well, no, it's not like Donna and Martha are sitting uh, next to each other. Things like gotcha. that. Gotcha. That'd be even weirder. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Although, to be fair, you put my head on uh, Mila Jovovich's body once, and it was disturbing. <laughs> it was disturbingly <laughs> it was well done. It was very, it was a great it was a very good use of Photoshop. <laughs> Makes me think I need to lose about 100 pounds, and I'll have an 150 pounds, and I'll have, have a new a, career. Uh, I'll be a, as a female impersonator, <laughs> apparently. You've already scared me by playing my voice back on iTunes as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but that's that's a that's a very different show, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> so mostly, yeah. Well, pop welcome to is... the kind of epic show. I do my lady voice, but this is not it. No, 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 that was awful. That's that was very, really very bad. not it. And you were getting compliments on being a voice actor. Yeah, good I, job. I I think that it was it was a really that was a nice thing to hear. It's yeah. part of why, like, uh, when we did the thing at Days of the Dead, I was kind of. I felt like at the time that it was still did. listening to it it wasn't as bad visually it will never see the light of day because it was so awkward me handing the microphone back and forth and it was just like uh, <laughs> you were really not happy at that no, moment. I wasn't. no I wasn't but no like so yeah I really appreciate people who have a sonorous and really interesting tone to their voice and obviously it's somebody who'd made an impact in, in our mm-hmm. in our childhoods oh yeah for sure so that was cool the, you know what's sad though? Speaking of internet memes, the thing that I could, the thing that was going through my head through a large portion of that interview was the weird gifs of Brock that exist on the internet. Oh yeah, there's so many of them. Like um, the time that he was licking the uh, what is it, the wood Pokemon? I don't remember. It's been a long time it's since I've watched it. Such a weird Pokemon. It's the Pokemon like you encounter, and then it's like it's a tree. Yeah. No, it's a Pokemon. I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot. So yeah, it was cool. But that's a weird image on the internet that they have. But how cool was that? We talked to a gym leader. We talked to um, the hey, week after Squirtle. Squirtle. We oh yeah, and then the week after we have Godzilla. We got uh, somebody from the comics on. So I thought yeah, that was cool. That is neat. Nice, nice bit of synergy. And some local people. We yeah. love the local people. Definitely gonna have more. Local people tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow will be a blast. Um, I'll be covering panels for like the second half of the day. There's a bunch of nice panels. Um, if you, tomorrow, if you got this, is going to go up probably about. Well, I guess it'll be. To, it's almost eleven now, so you'll probably be listening to this tomorrow morning. Which is when you'd be listening on the commute there anyway. Yeah. So what a cool way to go and enjoy Pop I, I agree. Listen to it on your commute and enjoy it. So tomorrow there's a bunch of panels. You can learn karate with Steve Cardenas. Um, but Ron Glass is having a Q&A tomorrow. Who's your pride? Um... Uh, I'm spacing the rest, but I'm going to be uh, covering... voice a- acting... Panel? Yeah, that's on Sunday. Sunday? Sunday. John DiMaggio and uh, Eric are going to be doing a voice cast or voice acting panel on uh, Sunday. Rupert is there? 
Yeah, Rupert's there. Which I, from personal experience, I can tell you, awesome hugger. I've never met Rupert. I might have to. I might have to change that. He's a nice guy. He's a local celebrity. I mean, obviously, the thing that sets him apart, and this was cool talking to to Hodor about it, yeah. <laughs> since he's his guest. But it's cool just to be able to relate with him and be like, hey, yeah, you got to talk to him about his children's charity because he he was curious. He didn't know one hundred percent of what it was about, and I was explaining the fact that it's not at-risk youth necessarily that he helps 100%. It's people who are out of the system. So that's cool. Yeah. I think that's cool that you get somebody who actually is famous for doing good in Indy. I agree. Um, also tomorrow, go check out Nerd Management's booth. Uh, need to give our, our buddies a shout-out. Great guys. Great podcast. Comic-oriented. They always have a bunch of great comic guests on. So, And let's again thank our guests. So we want to thank Jason, Modi, or Jason Moody with um, uh, Iota Soul. I want to thank uh, Eric Stewart, even though that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Uh, it was so great talking to him today. Um, we want to thank um, Bad Luck Brian, um, which is Solid Bad Luck on Twitter. I want to thank David Yoder, uh, another local comic book artist. Six seasons of the movie, guys. And I uh, also want to thank Rhonda Pattison of IDW, awesome colorist. So, yeah, again, uh, hope you really enjoyed this episode. And uh, we have not ever settled on a thing to say at the end of an episode. I think we have. Well, you were like, you stole it from other people, though. Well, no. I, You're like, it's well, a week, which was well, from from, uh, from the Smodcast. And then you were like, enjoy well, your burrito. That's from the Nerdist. I never said that. Did you? I've never said that. I think we've Take not recorded that, that. I'm taking Take it back. Take that back. It's I've been withdrawn. I've never said that. It's been withdrawn. I've never said that. Well, we need that. something like it. Yeah, hit the space bar. Then that works. Yeah, but they don't, they don't know how to find us on Twitter or on Facebook. Maybe we should change our Facebook to hit the space bar. <laughs> that, I, that would be funny. Yeah, be, be like save the signal, but uh, well, I, I guess we could at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm David West. You can find me on Twitter at David West underscore K O E S. I am Gabriel Canada. You can find me at Gabriel Canada. Gabriel with an A instead of an E. You can also find us on Facebook at Kind of Epic Films. You can type in Kind of Epic Show and I'll take Does you there, too. Does it take you there? Yeah, the URL. I just want to make sure the URL works. The URL is Kind of Epic Films. Um, I just don't want to get directed to a 404 error. <laughs> but. Soon. But. Soon. No, not, not soon. If you type in to your 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 browser, www.kindofepicshow.com, it will take you to our page that's on awesome. Sequel I see. The reason I said soon is because I was unaware you that, had already done that's it. That's been there. That's been there since I got the damn domain. I didn't know. That's always. I been was the case. devoid of knowledge in this situation. That's always been the case. It's that I've been devoid been of knowledge. Me. I get it. You keep, <laughs> you keep really. You said it like three times, man. So you're harshing my mellow. It'll send us to <laughs> kindofepicshow.com. We'll send you to our page on sequelbuzz.com. Uh, go check it out. Um, more announcements on that coming. So, so yeah, big just, things are coming. If anything, that. we just want to say thank you to Nick and to Sequel Buzz, and as, as we said, thank you to everybody who's been on the show. But the most important people to thank are our listeners. Hope you have a great PopCon and a great show. Uh, hit the space bar. Yeah, gotta come back here and uh, listen to us tomorrow for our day two coverage. All right, guys, peace. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song Zombie Kids. 
you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.